Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's episode of Knights of the Bantam. I, hi, I'm Zach. I'm your DM, the maker of dungeons for the evening. Joining me this evening, as always, we have Kachel. I am Cygnus Starstruck, <laughs> cosmic and- queen ready for the ravine. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> that the oh, rhyme? Man. I did not prep a title or no. a Yes. Oh. Okay. Character names. <laughs> you really threw us under the rhyme bus there. Um, I'm also joined by Ryak. Hello. Hi. I'm Ryak. I play tap. I hope everyone's doing well. Also, I have coffee. It's six o'clock. <laughs> Woo! The link was everything. Also, Chris. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zalorn Strebach. I'm going to roll stealth in the ravine and hope I'm not seen. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Martel? I'm Martel. I play crit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sean? Uh, I play Adlin Holiveris, and I tried to think of a rhyme, but Nothing came. So Ran out, out of time. time. <laughs> oh! There it and, is. That was my run. And Jen. Hi, I'm Jennifer. I'm also known as Sloops, and I'm playing Marcel. And we're going to do our best to make sure this paladin doesn't commit any paladotes. Woo! Oh, that was good. nice. That was good. Nice. Zing. All right. Jumping in, my friends. Let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, yo. Let's go! Let's go. Necessity, mother to adventure, is a most strange matchmaker. She manifests this time as the failure of Fort Summerwar's water reclamation system. A new magical artifact is needed quickly to restore the artifact engine at the heart of the system to working order. Thus, an impromptu alliance of near strangers sets out to do what must be done. The decision to plumb the darkened corners of a bleak world, though, stems from within, a choice of which path to walk rather than who you shall walk beside. Do you awaken in the morning with the cold hand of your past squeezing your heart, milking it for every drop of adrenaline it can pump? Or does the morning light call to you, each new day a gift? Consciousness may come to you whispering the words, never again, or maybe today, But in the end, they are both ways to say life should be more than this. And maybe, as you look at the people around you, you can sense within them a similar push or pull, moving you beyond the safety of the walls, guiding you to the brink of the literal abyss, spurring you to take your friend's parachute and leap into the chasm. After Cygnus's gambit to use the local wildlife to spot a safe path down, ended with the attempted murder of a forgetful finch by a territorial spawn, (laughs) Crit decided that the time for waffling on the edge had ended. Grabbing Tap's recently tested parachute, he donned it and leapt from the edge. Three terrifying pulls of the ripcord later, the cord snapped off and the parachute deployed. Crit, as you drift down, you begin to worry that the narrowness of the ravine at places only 25 feet across will interfere with your chute. Drifting closer to the far edge of the canyon, the momentum of your original leap pushing you slowly through the air towards the opposite wall. Can you make a dexterity saving throw for me to see if you can guide yourself? Ooh, coming in high. Yeah. I'm good at these. Maybe. <laughs> Fifteen. Fifteen. You 
manage to start swinging your body beneath the chute as a whole, getting some back and forth momentum, and you kick your legs out in front of the edge of the chute, pushing off the far wall just a little bit, managing to steady your descent down into the ravine. As you drift, the narrowness and the steepness of these walls closes in around you, color bleeds away. Down here, the sunlight doesn't reach dark grays, shadowy purples, quiet, strangely quiet, except for the occasional skittering of rocks dropping down into the canyon, drips of water. Your feet eventually make contact with the bottom of the ravine. And the air, you can feel it moving over your skin, through your ears. But nothing else. I tap my um, shoulder and cast light on okay. my clothing. <clears throat> Your jacket be start, uh, pulses out um, this uh, warm light suddenly cascading on the walls around you. And in your immediate vicinity, you know, you, you might be on the surface again at the edge of this ravine. The rocks look the same. Well, almost the same. There's it's like some weird plants growing down here. Ooh. Some vines. Uh, I just want to make a I, have I seen any of these plants before? I just want to check, plumb the depths of my memory. Sure, go ahead. Make a nature check for me. Roll for plant. Oh, I got I got eight on my plant. <laughs> um, you've not seen these plants before. They're thick, viney, with little sort of nubbly thorns protruding from them. They don't. The thorns don't look all that sharp, and the plants. You thought it was a trick of the light at first, but they they appear to be like sort of red, like a deep red, like a acer tree color. These vines that are everywhere. Um, I step back from the plant, kind of muttering under my breath, oh, don't you look like something? And then I uh, <laughs> turn back to the, the opening above mm -hmm. me, and I, I call out, come on down, y'all, everything's great down here. It's just a little dark. Can we see him from where we are? Can we see where he lit up? Yes. So he, he sort of drifted down into darkness, and you can see the, like, spread of the parachute where it lays on the ground at the bottom of the ravine. Um, it was a little hard to make out crit, but when he lit up, it's very obvious right where he is. Did it work? Did it, did it? And then Taptor starts doing a little jig when he sees that it worked. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it fucking worked. <laughs> Zal says he's not safe alone. No, we should, we should hurry down. Go along, and uh, who's going first on the rope? Come here. I would, Can... I would like to pass guidance on whoever wants to go down the rope. Okay. I'll go down the rope first. All right. Marcel's uh... ready. All right, Marcel? I believe that is your name. Excuse me, I know paladins are more of the touchy ones, but uh, I put my... Lay hands? No? Okay. I put my hand on your shoulder, and I cast guidance. Good luck! Thank you. 
right. go ahead and make an athletics check for me, Marcel, as you use the rope to try and descend the wall of this canyon. Like a... And guidance gives me a little triangle boy, correct? To yep, correct. A little triangle boy. <laughs> <laughs> Come out. Pointy boy. Pointy boy. Come out, One of them drones with all the points. <laughs> so, this is athletics. Yeah. That's wonderful. So this is a not natural 20. Ooh, yeah. 20? Um, an unnatural 20. You're an experienced scavenger. Not the first time you have belayed yourself into a place where other people don't often go. So you wrap the rope around your waist and holding on, just begin to slide and walk down the wall of the canyon. You make it look easy, uh, despite the uneven surface. As you near the bottom, though, you run out of rope about... 15, 20 feet before you actually reach the bottom. Uh, and you're gonna have to do something more manual unless you would rather jump. So given the situation, uh, Marcel can pretty clearly see crit at this level, correct? And like mm -hmm. the ground's illuminated, okay. Feeling confident Marcel is going to take a dagger from her side, kind of like the side pouch on her uh, their leg, and they will unwrap the rope from their waist and kind of stab the dagger into the wall, hoping to get enough purchase that they don't just fall. Mm -hmm. Once they confirm that they have enough purchase, they're going to try to scale down. Sure, make a strength check for me. Will do. Oh, that's not the cutest number. <laughs> uh, just plain strength? Yeah, so 12. 12? Okay. You think the dagger... I mean, you, you looked for sort of a fissure in the surface of the rock. You jammed the dagger in. You think it's in pretty tight. Okay. I imagine that my armor, which is fairly piecemeal and heavy, is also weighing me down and putting me off a little bit. I wouldn't always wear combat armor into adventuring or scaling situations. Uh, and I attempt to scale down further. Okay. Um, I, when you first really put your weight on the dagger, the first time you have to make a big step between two rocks, it shifts suddenly. And for a moment you're like, oh, oh it holds. <sighs> Barely. And you clamber your way the rest of the way down the cliff face. <laughs> no problem. I, uh, Marcel jumps down and their armor kind of like clamors a little too loudly and it echoes, <laughs> uh, reverberates around Crit and themselves. You sure took your time? Hey, where's everybody else at? Yeah, I'm next. Okay, go ahead and make that athletics check for me on the rope. Obviously, my specialty. <laughs> While he's rolling, I want you to know that Crit was singing to himself oh, no. very softly, but also was a little frightened. <laughs> um, Zal, uh, you attempting to emulate Marcel, you wrap the rope around your waist, you start to go down, uh, your boots slipping. This... Hands you know, shaking. hands shaking, right? Like this would is not a super challenging climb based on things you might have faced. 
in your life before, but the the difficulty is not the rock, it's it's in your heart, which is just hammering in your chest, your neck twitching, your joints feel stiff. And as you're trying to shuffle down the rock base, your boot slips and you start to slide. And the rope is around your waist and you begin to sort of spin as the rope is unwinding you down. Uh, go ahead and make an acrobatics check to see if you can write yourself, please. This is more akin to how I got down the first time. Uh -huh. <laughs> For the record, Marcel well, you'll probably be fine. has not moved away from under the rope. <laughs> 15 acrobatics. Okay. 15. Uh, it's better than the other. You're, yeah, you're, so you're tumbling, tumbling through the air, uh, and you see pieces of the rock face coming towards you, and this, this is an all too familiar feeling. This reminds you of your first fall, right? This, these elements of, of earth just rising quickly towards you, and you only have just enough time to catch them with your feet to break your momentum a little as you ping pong down the surface of this cliff. Go ahead and make one more acrobatics check because you're going to hit the ground pretty hard. Come on, Belle. Oh, no. It's a total... Uh, Marcel will break your fall. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that was a lot of D6s. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, new character. <laughs> not that. You take... 10 points of bludgeoning damage okay. as okay. you slam into the uh, dirt and gravel of the ground. Um, this smoke erupting around you, this instant searing pain right between your shoulder blades as a sharp rock jabs in. But you're alive and you can move. I, I, I say, <sighs> I remember that. Uh, seeing how hard Zal went down, uh, Adlin would like to go over to Tap and say, hey, so I am going to use the rope, but can I also just put one of those things on just in case? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I mean, I still got I still got four, three, because I'm going to do one. Three left. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Please, so, yeah. Before I go, I, young Zal didn't get a little guidance. <laughs> and I oh. tap uh, Adolin and I give you, a, you. a little... Uh, just a oh. cool kind of like a cool rhythm, like like a little weird like syncopated beat kind of sinks into your shoulder where I touch you, and uh, I like that. yeah, Adlib feels comforted. Thank you. So yeah, I'll strap on one of the parachutes, but I'm gonna start with the rope because I feel more confident in that. But hope that this can be a good backup if things go super south. Okay, make an athletics check for me, please. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, yeah, you, uh, much like uh, Marcel before you, managed to just kind of walk gracefully, maintaining your balance, uh, holding the rope on both ends that wraps around your waist, and, and managing to slide it around you, making the rope do most of the work as you walk down this, this cliff face. Uh, and you reach about 20 feet from the ground, 15, 20 feet, somewhere mm -hmm. in there. Uh, the rope runs out. Okay. I think I'm just going to try to like push myself off and drop down and kind of like land in a crouch. Okay, make an acrobatics check for me. Okay. Don't forget about your guidance. Oh, oh yes, thank you. I did forget. Okay. Okay. 
back. You hear Cygnus say that at the top <laughs> of the ravine. <laughs> Young Adeline, don't forget. I yell thank you back as I hop off with a 23. 23. All right. Um, it, you know, like it's a heavy impact and it would normally hurt the knees, but you land and just tuck immediately into a shoulder roll and come up three point landing. Okay. You're okay. And hey, now we now we still have a parachute if we if we ever need that. Tap, shall we do this together? And I I guess tap tap on the shoulder. Absolutely. Tap okay, is wonderful. gonna double tap. He's gonna pack up clip clip. He's gonna tap him on the head a little bit and say, Alright, alright, pack it up, pack it up. Uh the bag's gonna kinda like its neck's gonna like, kinda like fold in. Its legs are gonna fold up into straps, and he's gonna put the Put the horse on his front a little bit, and it's, he, he's kind of got to like waddle around to get to the edge. <laughs> nice. And he's gonna put one of the parachutes on his back, and he's just kind of gonna jump with his tiny, <laughs> tiny gnome legs as far oh. as he can off the edge. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Is that how make, we do it? Make yeah. an athletics check for me, Tap, <laughs> to see how far away from the edge you can get. Oh, that's a that's neighbor. a one. Yeah. No, no, add your plus four. Uh, you hey, know it's not four? worth it. It's not worth it. Don't add it. It's not. One so, so you walk to the edge and crouch to jump, and as you crouch, the edge of the cliff you're standing on just breaks right out from under you, and now you're like, sort of sliding on your butt down the this very steep top of the ravine. I I turn to Marcel and I say, "Is that what I looked like?" No, yours was a lot scarier and a lot less funny. <laughs> <laughs> and Adeline's like, yeah, it, I agree. Mm. Mm. I pulled the shoot. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw for me. As the shoot. Oh, with this day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Yeet him. Yes. That, that, that's a six. Uh, oh my god, add your d4. Yeah. Um, I am gonna add the D four this time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Twelve total. Twelve total. Um, you sort of curl into a ball, and you're almost somersaulting down the side of the cliff, and you just wait till you see the the rock face out the bottom, sort of like corner of your eyes, and you kick your legs out and push off, pull the chute. Oof. You start to drift down into the ravine. Uh, no danger of colliding with either wall, but a little bruised. Shoot works fine. Just pull the cord and okay. and jump. Actually, jump further. Okay, and uh, so I touch my own like chest and I say, "Just for myself as a treat," and I cast guidance <laughs> on myself and. And then I look over to Denny and I was like, race you to the bottom. And I put it on my back and I run and I Where's jump. my treat? He says, as you jump into it, Denny. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have speak with animals anymore. Denny, it's just wrong. <laughs> you leap and do you have a parachute on? I most certainly do. Okay. I don't get wild shape until level eight for flying. <laughs> Go ahead and make an athletics check for me as you okay. try and leap away from the edge. Okay. Okay, I got 17. 17. 
Um, good. Yeah, it's graceful. I'm not dead. I'm just old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> from from below, it's uh, it, it's almost uh, like a ballet dancer. Just uh, I I cast light on myself as I'm descending down, just for pure ostentatiousness. Okay, and you you leap out into the middle of the chasm, a almost perfect arc so that your momentum is headed straight downwards before you pull the chute and start to drift slowly, 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 settle to the bottom. This starry light emanating from your, your uh, um, you know, dark gown and glimmering all over the rocks as you descend. Very well done, Denny. Hello, is everyone okay? And I, I'm glad you know, delicately next to everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, I have two questions, Mr. DM. Okay. Ooh. Are there bodies and are there tracks? Uh, go ahead and make a, um, make a perception check for me. 13. 13. There are bodies, and there are lots of things. Debris, um, pieces of wood, uh, broken weapons, what looks like a, a, a toy, like a doll of some kind that's been down here for a long time, desiccated. People have been crossing this ravine for decades, centuries. They drop stuff in here. Um, the bodies are old. You're not sure how old. Uh, I, I walk over to. Oh, good. Oops. Thanks. Uh, Marcel will walk over to Zal and get their attention. That they they typically have a kind of days look so they're they're gonna wave hey uh this won't hurt or anything and marcel will very gently touch zal's shoulder and cast a uh, lay on hands and will reduce the pain of their fall by like five hp sweet it hits me it hits me and i I just sort of like. <gasps> you all right? Better, better. Is there any kind of visual or audible effect that happens when you do that? Like, would I be able to catch that happening? You would. You would notice the ring that Marcel wears on their pinky finger lights up with a sort of gold. It's it's more powdery and dusty then it is like solid or liquid and when that magic is cast it kind of spreads around the ring and like kind of puffs out and then dissipates around uh i wanna when i see that i wanna compare that to what it looks like when i do magic and see if i can like see any common thread between those two things sure make an arcana check for me 17. Oh. Um, it's, 
It's interesting. There are some, there are certainly similarities, right? There's some glowing, there's some goldenness there. Um, and you don't think that what Marcel just did was actually a property of this ring she's, or they're wearing. It's, uh, it's a, like a focus. Conductor. Yeah. Um, but the texture of the energy and even just the feeling it gave you, it's not like what you feel. Mm. You, yours feels um, like submerging yourself in a warm bath, or like, like something is rising up over you or within you. Um, this sort of crackles with there's a bit of like burst of power around the edge of it. This is more like what you, you know, like what you associate with uh, when you plug a Dawnfire battery into your um, your icebox or whatever. Cool. Uh, I love that. That is disappointing that we are not akin, but I'm interested in it nonetheless. I'm gonna just clog it in the back of my mind. We should probably move because it's dark as fuck and there's like shit all over the ground. Yeah, Tap, I should have asked this probably before we got here, but do you know what an artifact we would look like that we're trying to find? Does anyone know? What I know. I'm what kidding. are we trying to do? I'm I trying to long to get out of that bloody oh. asylum. Maybe someone will be in. Well, we're looking for an artifact to help power an engine that works uh, to filter the water, basically. But I just realized I don't think I know what one of those would look like. I so... understood most of those words, but not Perfect. put together. So That's magical fine. objects? Yeah. Yes. Basically, yeah, yes. I, I figured I'd know it when I see it, but I could also be wrong? Question mark? Cool. Tap, uh, you have a pretty good idea. You, you think... Um, you know, definitely anything, any like any magical artifact of of uh, a rare quality or higher would definitely work, and and maybe something of a lower quality would work if it were uh, like attuned to the elements of the system, like if it had a property of purification or water to it or something like that. Okay. I uh, I turn away and put my back to the bodies, mm-hmm. and I and I point and I say. My tunnels are that way. You have tunnels? Uh, I I see Denny, like, poking around the bodies, and I would like to investigate them just before we leave. Just, um, because I don't really know what happened to them, and I just want to make sure that they died, like, of falling and maybe not of some other weird ways. Sure. I'm going to roll that bless. I haven't used it yet. And okay, eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, as you investigate those bodies, um, yeah, you're fairly confident that what killed them was the fall, the impact. But you notice something strange about the skull of one. The skull of the other is not really in one piece. They hit in a different way. But on one skull. Um, there are marks, maybe from some kind of animal or something, you can't mm. quite tell, around the eye socket and on the teeth. Um, I, I don't, who is closest to me, would you say? Um, 
so you kind of so everyone kind of landed and uh, Zal pointed roughly like south southeast as the ravine ravine cuts, um, and you you walked a a little bit the other way to get to the body. So um, probably whoever was at the back of the pack would be closest to where Cygnus is now. So probably me or Tap. Tap. I um. I just, I'm going out of limb here. Something happened to the young fellow in this ravine, and that's why he knows to get here, but did they all die of, like, falling? And, uh, Cygnus is doing her best to whisper, but I don't know if she has necessarily an indoor voice, living mostly <laughs> outside all of the time. So, um, did they, not to be, well, I, uh, it, did they get eaten? Is was there monsters or some sort of situation? Oh boy! Oh boy! I, 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 Tap's gonna take a step back when he sees her do that. Uh, also, um, throw something in my teeth. Uh, hopefully not. Maybe. Um, but maybe. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I've never actually seen a dead body. Um, since. Before, uh, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pack these shoots uh, and and kind of kind of try to not look at the the skeletons. Death, death is a beautiful thing, just as life. They have the the meanings and beauties. But I I will give you a moment, and I look to Adolin. Adolin, yes, Adolin, yes. Why? Why would there be bite marks on these bodies? I don't... Are we prepared for this? No, almost definitely not. But I mean, (laughs) the reason no no one ever comes down here, because there there has to be something down here. Right? Animals? Something? Hopefully just animals. The ravine's name was not... uh, Hyperbolic! It was true? (laughs) Yeah. Constant darkness, like all the time. Ah! Yeah, but it's it's okay. We just have to find a thing that Tap is mostly confident he knows how to find, and then get out. That's it. Mm. That's the most optimism I can muster right now, but I'm really trying. Mm. So I think it's best if we just ignore the bite mark and hope for the best. Oh, forget I said anything. There are no bite marks. Already <laughs> forgot. There are no bite marks on these bodies. <laughs> I assure you. Nothing to see here. Why is she yelling about those bodies so much? Uh, I ask her, Crit. I don't know. I was wondering the same thing, and I'm starting to get a little worried because if there are bite marks and we all keep screaming, then the bite things might show up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's 100% how it works. Like, okay, cool. I'm glad I'm not losing it because I was like, oh, this seems like... This might not be the best of ideas, but then I was like, you know what, Crit? Maybe you should chill and stop judging other people. So I just <laughs> let it rock. No. I say to the, I say to them, keep your eyes out for wolves. All right, the wolves. We. I remember you said that. Now watching out for the wolves. That was. All right. Well, to, should we just go into these tunnels? It's not like we have a better lead right now. I think that's where I saw the artifacts. You uh, begin to proceed, Zal in the lead. Uh, before we take off, 
tap make can you make a tinker's tool check for me to see how uh repacking those shoots goes oh good call Where is the thing? Uh, nine total. <laughs> yeah. You get them back in there. You're kind of in a rush. The party begins to move away. The light begins to move away a little bit, and you just sort of shove them in. In the end. Question: Mechanical question for you. Yeah. If I succeed or like do really well on that, do I get a featherfall slot back? Yeah. <gasps> okay. Cool. So try harder next time. I will. <laughs> yeah, the good um, you begin to proceed through this ravine. Um, Go ahead. Really quick. Since Sal is in the front, I dismiss the light that I was emanating, and then I um, reach over to the front of them, look in the eyes real quick, and I'm just like, hey, Hey, but I'm just gonna touch you for a second, just so that we can give you a little light. You know what I mean? It's nothing weird. Um, and then I tap them on the on the shoulder, like towards the front. And this time I like focus it so that it's just like a glowing handprint that's like like a mag light just shooting Ooh. forward. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. Uh, Zal, you now have like a, a mounted shoulder light that's beaming ahead of you. So you sweet. Mechanically, how many times can we cast light? Could we cast it on multiple items, or is it just? It, it's like not a. It's a cantrip, so it's like. Ew. I think okay. it. I think it. You can only cast it on one item at once. Okay. But it. Okay. But you can cast it as many times as you want in the course of a day. Right. Yes. Who doesn't have dark vision? Okay. Um. Oh, I well, guess just me, huh? Yeah. I, I don't either. Oh. Okay. Oh. Um, oh. Cool. 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 I. I'm going to be perfectly honest, and I feel weird casting light when you have your own. It feels like maybe not my business. So, <clears throat> young soldier. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's you. Me? Yeah. That's it's... you. Oh. What? What would you like me to light? I have been given <laughs> the blessings by the stars to cast light. Where would you like to glow? I nudge Marce Marcel on the shoulder. I'm like, yeah, that's all you, player. I have to crib for like assistance, and then I get that nudge. I'm like, oh. no, normally you cast it on Denny, but uh, he's being a little persnickety right now. So, uh... honk honk. Zal Zal points to his shoulder and says, "This is this is good. This is good." Marcel will stick out their hand with the pinky and the ring forward um, this and you see Cygnus's like papery thin like aged hands take yours and hers and she puts she kind of like makes a little sandwich and she whispers something in Mott and casts light on your ring as she like moves her hands away you can see that there's a perfect sphere surrounding your ring and will cast a 20 foot radius on you mm -hmm. um thanks there yeah. you go adlin is just deeply fascinated by cygnus's intensity like she has <laughs> yeah. no comments about it she's just i'm sorry it's only 100 <laughs> i love it 
100 is perfect, never do less. Yeah. She will not. Nor should she. Never do less. Yeah, it's it's like a fluttery like feeling. It's very like rhythmic is the only way I can describe my magic. It doesn't feel like a warm or a cold if you kind of feel it in your bones. I imagine because Marcel's uh, magic study and practices are so focused on order and almost to a analytical and mathematic state uh, that your magic is a bit like perverse in a way and like oh, is a absolutely. bit startling because it is so free-spirited and like kind of like wild. So anytime, yeah, when the magic is cast, there's like a bit of a reaction, like a, like getting cold water splash on you. And then that don't, like, okay. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It, it freaks you out. Marcel, um, especially because like before this light emerges from your ring, it's like the bones in your hand quiver a little bit. There's like a vibration. It, it doesn't help that the woman that you're looking at has indigo dark eyes and in the darkness of the ravine with the light on them, like the scaleras and everything. Cygnus is just not, she has a terrifying, terrifying visage in mm -hmm. some ways as well. <laughs> But thus uh, lit, the party proceeds. Uh, how fast would you like to attempt to travel through this ravine and search through the search for the artifacts? Slow. 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 All right. Slow. One might say stealthy. Stealthy. Mm -hmm. Slow allows you to make a stealth check as a party. Would you like to proceed stealthily? Maybe just slowly. Okay. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt to. Be I, I just. I just saw Marcel's doubt. Just the doubt on her. <laughs> Tap kind of strides up on the back of his horse, and he's just like, "So, guys, what's going on, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> I would vote stealth just in case, but it can't hurt. Yeah, it can, no. it, but yeah, that's yeah. Let's do it. Uh, I don't yeah, know any yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. Marcel says, "Okay, we'll see," and makes noise with their armor crinkling as they walk over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, we'll try to do something about that. Uh, guidance. Right. <laughs> As Stealth. I like let go of your hand, I feel like I cast it on you just for it's your first time. Just a little extra something might help. Stealth checks all around, please. Okay. Oh, um please. I kinda like muttered myself like, alright, you got this. And I touch myself and also cast nice. myself. Nice. Uh, your boy got that thick armor on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you also, Adeline. Need to roll with this no, no. I actually, I intense intentionally wore armor that would not give me this. Ah, okay, well, nice. good yeah. to you. Uh, but I also good. rolled an eight, so. nine. <laughs> not so good then. Okay. Six. I'm catching the group's vibe. I'm catching the group's vibe. Mm -hmm. What I'm learning is that I will be the only survivor because I will hide. <laughs> what, is, what is stealth? Like, shh, shh, shh. All right. Wait. Uh, Cygnus, what'd you get? Nine. Nine. Tap. Six. Oh, God. Zal? <laughs> 23. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where did Zal go? Crit? 12. 12. Oh, God. Aidlin? Eight. And Marcel? Eight. Yeah, that's eight. All right. Uh, so, Zal, you're We're just you're holding like... a parade while Zal is like... <laughs> yeah. You're like proceed stealthily and you begin to sort of like 
drift towards one of the side, rolling your gait a little bit across yeah. the gravel beneath to soften the impact. Old um, reflexes. Bending your knees, old reflexes. And, and Crit, watching this, you're like, I can do that. And you sort of like follow suit. It's a little less graceful, but it's going okay. And then uh, Aelin, you and, and Marcel are side by side and you start to proceed and, and, you, and you think, I, I can do that too. And you start crouching down and rolling and immediately bump into Marcel, <laughs> who stumbles back and steps on the edge of Cygnus's dress, who, oh, yeah, who, oh, no. yeah, rears up and Denny flaps, flaps back, honk, 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 and flutters like rapidly in the face of Clip Clip and tap, you're like, ah, 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 and you accidentally push the nay button on Clip Clip, who just goes, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcel looks back and says, oh, that sounds a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as Clip Clip sort of, uh, and you sort of rock back and forth balancing, uh, Clip Clip's foot comes down on one of these red vines that have been surrounding you. It comes down with quite some force. Oh, not Clip Clip. And the vine not Clip -clip. bursts Spare Clip -clip. under Clip Clip's foot and oh, this geyser of what? red viscous fluid erupts forth and starts streaming down the rock it looks a lot like blood I oh. move and as you're all standing there suddenly the vines around you all start sort of like quivering in we place. Should we should move. We should move. We should move. And through the valley from behind you, you hear something. We should go. And the vines yes. quivering. And, and that, that noise came no, from the opposite damn. direction that okay. we're walking, right? Yeah, you're walking away from where that noise yeah. came. What? Oh, oh, what is think... the width of the like the cavern that we're in right now? That's a good question. Uh, it varies. At some places, it's like twenty-five feet wide. At some places, it's like closer to fifty or sixty feet. Okay. Wide. Um... I take I take my bow out. I ready an arrow. Okay. Nice. I am. Yeah. Uh, I am on edge. <laughs> I would like to cast just it's a cantrip. Create bonfire in like the narrowest spot that I can find. It's just a like a five foot area. But it's enough of a deterrent, I think, with the light and the heat, just to, so we can make uh, some distance. Okay, the bonfire starts burning. Not um, the scraps of wood and fabric and and things in that space um, begin to just uh, burn on their own as this arcane bonfire swirls above it, and in a in a second there is uh, there is a, a raging. Uh, source of five foot wide heat from in the middle of this canyon that is casting flickering light all over the walls and you it's hard to tell if it's the light of the fire or if the vines are still like sort of moving we'll along the wall. <laughs> uh, and you begin to move away from this place so, uh, as they're like moving, I imagine not quite sprinting, not but like not, yeah, not like slowly. 
So, uh, normally when I leave the plant, the, when I leave Fort Summerwald, I, I try to keep a low profile. Like, I try not to, like, put fireworks everywhere. Just, just a heads up. Oh, seems what? like you got wrangled into a firework heavy crew. <laughs> I snap my fingers and the color of the bonfire turns purple. Oh, And then I look at that. I look over and I go, if it's the vibe. <laughs> and it does. The flickering purple light through this like orange rock canyon uh, just sort of washes the whole place out and, and you feel like um, uh, you're in that sequence in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where they're going down the, the tunnel. <laughs> yes. That's yes. why I turned that movie off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these purple flickering lights sort of going off on the rocks around you as you hustle away. Um, and the vines are still all around you, but they, they don't seem, there doesn't seem to be as much movement in them immediately around you as you hurry away okay. from that spot. As you proceed further and further, shapes begin to loom at you out of the dark. A pillar of rock that rises 20 feet from the middle of this ravine. Broken bodies or maybe piles of fabric. Do, uh, I, do I see any animal tracks? Make a survival check. Uh, 23. No, no animal tracks, oddly enough. Nothing, nothing terribly recent. The bottom of this ravine is a lot of shale and gravel, so it, it shifts, but looking at the footprints that you all are leaving as you proceed, nothing is, nothing is passed this way in, in some time that, you know, just leaving large disbursements of gravel. Are we going the right way, Sal? Are we, are we getting close? Okay, fine. Are we going the right way? <laughs> <laughs> what is this so called? I don't yes. understand what I'm doing with my voice. Oh, it's, it's called a whisper. Like a quiet talk. Oh! Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's close. Okay. And it is close. Not as close as you might hope. Maybe another 20, 25 minutes moving through this darkness. Your sense of time when you were down here before, non-existent. And so your ability to, to remember the distances between things, also non-existent. But you push forward, you, you know you're on the right track. At one point you see a crevice in the side of a cliff face and you, you remember the shape of it in inviting you. You crawled inside it at one point and hid there. When you proceed I, further on. Yeah. 
and larger shapes begin to loom up at you on the ground. There's more debris here, splintered wood. Uh, at one point, you see what looks like the broken skeleton of a horse splayed over a, a boulder in the middle oh. of the canyon. There, This debris, there are pieces of crates, scraps of colorful fabric, um, odds and ends that a person might carry with them, a pocket knife, uh, uh, you know, degraded pouches. You spot the glint of a few coins in the shale around you. And directly ahead of you, you can now see sort of sticking up out of the gravel at almost a 45 degree angle, looks like the back half of a wagon, a large wooden steel wagon. The wheels having survived the descent mostly intact, but the body of the wagon shattered and bent in half. And about halfway across the ravine, piece of an, the same wagon, another, another wagon, it's hard to tell. You can't quite take these pieces and fit them together in your mind, but there are things here. Lots Can I take a look inside of the broken wagon, either yeah. half? I'd also like to investigate the scraps. Sure. Um, you approach the wagons and begin to investigate. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me. Sure can. Not great. 19. Seven. Seven. The first thing you both notice is these red vines have grown densely over the sort of carcasses of these wagons. Um, and they're and indeed in the dirt around you they seem to be weaving through the bottom of the ravine in some places which they haven't done in others and you look up and the top of the ravine kind of scoops out at one side and juts out on another so you're you're truly in a in a patch where very little sunlight ever ever reaches um and uh with that investigation check of 19, Cygnus, you you spot sort of across the ravine from where the, the main bulk of these wagon pieces are. There's a couple of boxes, maybe a chest that looks mostly intact, a little way up the cliff face. You can almost see, based on the angle of the wagon, how they might have gotten catapulted out of the back mm. right at the last moment to land across the valley. And at your feet, with the vines sort of entangled through it, you can see a whole host of things. It almost looks like this may be where a person had fallen a long time ago. The vines are kind of woven through this, these broken scraps of blue fabric, um, moldy now, and this stained rusty breastplate that's half buried and around it are a number of interesting items am i am i doing this right up there oh do that was it i do and that was a great whisper but yeah all right thank you uh yeah adlin got caught up in some trash so i think <laughs> when <laughs> that's her new thing yeah so i think uh <laughs> She'll look over at the boxes as well and the breastplate. Okay. 
yeah, you found a whole bunch of like broken crockery sure. and you were just hoping it would, you know, like have a continuation oh. of the pattern. Oh. Uh, but it was just like a bunch of, you know, fired cups that were on their way to market, you know, <laughs> that fell down here at some point. And they you they can, did not bear up well. It. You can take Adolin out of the trash. You can't take the trash out of Adolin. You can't. <laughs> this is true. That's just her, her whole thing. Uh, could we take a look closer at the boxes and the crates? Sure. Uh, you cross the ravine towards these boxes and crates, being careful, I assume, not to step where you see the, the vines. Um, here, too, the vines have sort of grown up around these crates. Um, the chest looks very well made, a, a little bit classic, um, and it has... Uh, steel bindings and, and locks, which are not that rusty, uh, made of strong wood. And next to it, there is a single large crate, the corner of which is, is sort of crushed in from where it landed. But the rest of it is remarkably intact, even like taking into account sort of the decay you see on other objects around here. It doesn't, doesn't seem to be affected quite the same. I think these fell pretty recently. I think. I mean, they haven't been taken over by the vines completely, so. New or old, I know we've hit pay dirt. Um, <laughs> Denny, Denny, look, a box. Honk. Denny gives a very, like, uh, hesitant honk as his head is kind of swiveling around at the valley all around you. You can't see the sky, it's weird. Enough. Um, I look over at Zhao and I'm like, is this is this around where you saw the artifacts and stuff before? I, th I think so. I think so. I'm still much like Denny. I'm like scanning. <laughs> yeah. Like my yeah. eyes are in perpetual motion, <laughs> trying to find something. Yeah, that that's pretty smart. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. You should probably keep doing that. Um, we should check out this crate though. Maybe, maybe this is what we're looking for. Is this is this it? And Tap takes out like a tuning fork. Mm-hmm. He hops off of uh clip clip and he, he starts to like run it around the um uh the, the crate. The chest. Yeah. yeah. And uh he says, Oh I, I forgot and he plucks it and there's like a soft hum and tone that kinda rings out and I'm gonna cast detect magic. Woo! Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. You tap it and cast Detect Magic, and nothing from the crate, but you are getting something from the chest that's next to the crate, and also from the shale sort of over by the shattered wagon. Ooh. The, the, uh, so tap, I turn around and I'm like, what that, mm, that's mildly disconcerting. Turn back. Okay, there's something in this in this chest. Um, can anybody pick locks? I uh, I perk up at that. <laughs> Eyes focus, uh, and I I sort of like meekly walk over. Uh, Cygnus like climbs down. I'm assuming um, from yeah, wherever. Yeah, it's not, not my thing. Uh, great, uh, and just kind of 
like starts staring at the vines, like very intrigued by them. Just you know, like what are these? What's going on? Like I don't care about what's the bot when it's what's in the box. They've already done what they need to do. <laughs> what's this vine? I'll stay near the box, but step aside for someone more more equipped to unlock it. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna try to be a lookout. Like what I saw Zal was doing. I was like, oh, that seems like a good idea. Do the same thing. Okay, make a perception check for me. What's in the box? Oof. <laughs> I rolled a nine. A nine? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a little tough to focus, but you're doing your best. <laughs> um, the most optimistic <laughs> way of saying. Like, like, <laughs> is licking the vines and like yeah. smelling them, like like oh. rubbing her face on them, and you're like, what? No. There's a goose walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcel noticed Taps kind of like tuning fork and attention turned to the shale. mm -hmm. And they're going to go over there. And they're not going to do anything yet because we want to open the box first. But that's not where their energy is right now. Okay. Um, Zal, go ahead and make a thieves tool check for me which is dex plus proficiency correct okay get it get it i've never Uh, okay i have to i have to like kind of say something i've never been in a game where people have actually used tools so having two goes in one session is warming my heart it is so fucking awesome (laughs) 14 14 uh yeah you this this lock isn't too badly rusted actually and um it's not that complex either it was made to take sort of a a large maybe two tooth key and you work your tools in and get the tumblers turning click and the lid starts to swing up and as it starts to swing up you realize it's pulling on a section of vine that has stretched over the lid. It looks like the vine might stop. I, uh, I, I snap it closed. Sure, go ahead and make a, another dexterity check for me. Oh, 11. Thingies. Uh, you reach to snap it closed, but it's just like one second too late and the lid swings up and the vine <laughs> tears and this Ooh. ooze starts to dribble down the side of the chest. Smell exactly my question. (laughs) I also was like, Hi, key, what is this? Yeah, uh, the smell that instantly hits you is um, viscera. And crit, if you're close enough, it's like the operating room, right? There's just like Mm. this hot, wet, irony smell. you know, you can. You, it's like oppressive, almost the the heat that emanates from this thing. That, um, that probably snaps me out of my Overwatch of just like who is profusely bleeding. Like what just happened? Yeah. And as you start to look around, um, first of all, Zal within the chest, you notice a couple of things. Um, there is a small amulet. Uh, with a tiny glowing golden gem at the center and some uh, clockwork pieces around it that are 
in constant motion. Uh, there's another small wooden box not locked, and there is a silken rope coiled in the corner of the chest. I grab it all and jump back. Okay. Uh, and as that's happening, uh, Cygnus, as you're inspecting the vine yes. uh, closely, it <laughs> the surface of it starts to ripple and like inflate, almost like a blood blister, but then <laughs> the top of the thing opens and there's an eye inside <gasps> and it's looking oh, at you. Hello. Oh, um... I wink <laughs> um, I need everyone to roll initiative. No. <laughs> we were getting somewhere fine. Okay, that was a better roll. Okay. Hey. All right, just to set the scene, uh, Crit, you were sort of in the middle of the ravine trying to keep an eye out, is that correct? I like that, yes. Okay. Uh, Marcel, you were by the wagon investigating the what you noticed, tap notice in the shale, right? Yeah. Okay. Cygnus and Denny were near a vine looking I, at yeah, it. I can literally be anywhere. Okay, anywhere there's a vine. <laughs> I to be a vine. <laughs> Zal had just opened the chest, and Tap had just used the tuning fork on the chest. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm probably right next to Zal. Okay. And Adlin, or Adlin? I'm on the um, other side of Zal, probably, because I wanted okay. to see what was in the chest. You got it. Thank you. Uh, let's go ahead and pop over to roll 20, players. Oh, baby, Ooh. look at this man. Ooh. Ooh. I'm, sure, I'm sure it's fine. Everything's fine. Here you are in the bottom of the ravine, and let's get those initiative rolls going. Oh, my God. Fucking Denny. <laughs> That goose. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, where is Oh, that's aggressive. I love it. <laughs> it's doing exactly what I thought it was gonna be doing. Yeah. Oh my god. Danny. Oh, I love him. Greetings. I'm Timber the Wizard, and I'm here to tell you all about our friends over at D Dingbats. Looking for more tabletop goodness in your life? Or maybe a brand new homebrewed monster or trap to throw at your players? Check out Dungeons & Dingbats, a community to learn, create, and collaborate with goofy tabletop RPG players and game masters alike. They play games, teach new players, and create fun content. Check out their tabletop RPG blog, find a new creator to follow, and make a friend over at dndingbats.com or at dndingbats on Twitter. Has everybody entered their initiative? Denny will just go right after Cygnus, so we'll make Denny's oh. initiative also 11. Wondrous. <laughs> All right. It looks like now that we're in initiative, Adlin, you will be up first. Tap will be second. Marcel, third. Crit, fourth. Zal, fifth. Cygnus and Denny at the tail end, sixth. I love going last. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this. Yeah. Echoes through the ravine, and this eye opens in the vine, staring right at you, Cygnus. But that's all that happens for the moment. Adlin, you're up. What would you like to do? So, would I have heard the sound coming from the vine by Cygnus? The the gasping sound sort of echoed through the whole ravine, and it was almost okay. like the vines quivered. Okay. Um, uh, 
Adeline's going to take out her rapier and her shield. Um, uh -huh. She's not going to do anything yet because she's not really sure what the threat is. But she, uh, her turn is just going to be kind of backing uh, into the center of the map. I can move myself maybe. But I'm just going to go to like here. Yeah. And But as I walk, I want to say, Zal, I know this isn't the time, but I would really like to look at that amulet later. And then just kind of back into the center, ready to fight. You got it. Okay. Uh, Tap, what's your dexterity modifier? Uh, Two, I think. Please okay. hold. You are uh, up next. Yes. Got it. Well, you... I, I, it's a little hard to hear you say that again. Oh, what would you like to do on your turn, Tap? Uh, uh, I am, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around and kind of just scan the area and see if I see anything that's like moving towards us. Um, if I don't, uh, I'm gonna go probably just over here. I'm gonna step back a little bit, try and get it out on my own. Okay. I think that's gonna be it. Okay. Uh, as you scan the uh, end of the valley from which you proceeded, where the noise echoes, you don't see anything moving towards you explicitly. Uh, at that point, uh, let's see. Who would like to roll a d6? I would like a volunteer to roll a d6. I would. Okay. I'm doing it. Who would like to kill us all? Three. <laughs> Three. Who wants to be Three? Even. Three. Um. All right. Uh. At that point. Oh, hello. Uh. From this sort of central vine in the ravine, the these boils appear mounting on one another until they become viney tendrils and they begin coiling around each other and they split and separate and <laughs> these bone spurs sort of erupt out of them and these two large arms emerge out of the vine on the ground and then <laughs> this half mouth these teeth <laughs> erupting from the flesh in a row as it begins to groan on the ground this long sinuous, prehensile-looking tongue. Uh, they are mount- they are attached to the vine at the bottom. Uh, and they grow into, um, into these shapes of arms and sort of a face. And it is pretty gross. <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully I've rad. successfully conveyed it's, it's rad. pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's okay. fine. It's a normal day, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the end of the layer's turn. Marcel, you are up. Absolutely. So Marcel is noticing all of this stirring, turns to look, and upon seeing this mouth-tooth eruption occur uh, behind their friends, they will equip their um their weapon which is it has like kind of a piece that can be gripped upon and then it, there's a combination of rope and different um metals and scrap 
Uh, and at the very tip of it is a stinger, uh, which is a large blade. Uh, so they equip that and a just a kind of boost, um, a bloom of golden uh, magic erupts from their ring. Uh, and it looks very kind of aggressive compared to the magic earlier. Uh, and I have I have prepared Kanigan's smite or Kanigan's bite my mistake. Awesome. And I will move uh, just so that I am parallel with the goose crit and uh, <laughs> Cygnus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You got it. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? No. Okay. What does the bite do? Does it do you just like equip it for like later on or? Yeah, essentially when I have that concentration, uh, it's like a spell, but when I have that enabled, I get additional damage when I attack. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, you step forward, <laughs> twirling the rope, the stinger begins to cleave through the air, creating this counter howl to what you heard in the chasm before, and this uh, these sort of like golden spikes of energy are flicking off the back of it as it spins through the air. <clears throat> Crit, you are up. Zal, you are on deck. Oh, I cool. love the on deck. Good, good job. Love that. I, uh, I see the abomination in front of me, and I um, pull my sleeve back on my left arm, and I look over to Cygnus, and I go, you might want to shield your eyes. It's going to get a little bright. And what? I cast... <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, ca I cast... Bless as she screams back at my ear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so what happens is um, instead of just my hand glowing, you see up to the forearm, there's a very like bright, soft, yellowish glow that comes out. And then three motes of light flow out from my arm. And one attaches itself. One starts floating around Cygnus. One starts floating around Zhao and then the third one floats around Marcel Ooh. and congratulations you've been blessed <gasps> hashtag blessed mm -hmm. <laughs> thank you and uh, mechanically that means we get to add a d4 to both your attacks and also not saving damage throws. though right not damage yeah. but saving throws okay yeah. saving throws cool I'm gonna thank pop you. it in the... blurs Wow. Uh, I very look nice to uh, crit and I say oh it's warm and buttery what is this feeling <laughs> I would love and you see me like clutching my forearm and I'm like I would love to really get down into the details of this but we're kind of busy right now <laughs> did you see the eye uh, as yeah. you say that one of the hands leans over towards you and and an eye is in its palm just opens up to stare at you yeah yeah I'm gonna be honest I've seen a lot of hands and none of them have ever done that <laughs> anything else you'd like to do on your turn crit uh no I'm gonna stay right there okay Zal you are up so I'm looking at the vines in front of me the vines that burst until I hear the unsettling intake of breath behind me i spin lift the bow it's automatic and i shoot uh 
at the giant face. At the giant face? Okay, at make the it. Half, the half jaw face. Okay, make an attack roll. All right. <sighs> oh. That was so fucking close to an extra <laughs> uh, uh Oh no, that's the wrong screen. That's my short bow. You also um, get to roll a d4, just, you know. Oh yeah, because you're blessed. Oh no. You got blessed. Valid plus, yes. 17. 17. <sighs> the arrow flies through, sort of aiming almost towards the base of where this face connects to the vine. Go ahead and roll damage for me. Right. And since it is engaged with my with my friend it's engaged with crit you may add sneak attack damage to that i get that sneak attack okay um and that's oh boy oh boy oh um six plus four is ten points of damage That'll First do it. Damage of the game. Yeah, Woo! as this this arrow. So crit this face is half face, no eyes. These these sunken uh, eyeballless eye sockets drifting before you uh, is rising up, kind of boiling almost, like structures seeming to form beneath the skin and, and fill out what it, what was otherwise just a, a loose bag of this viney thick flesh this arrow slams into the side of it and it's like a water balloon it just <laughs> flies through and through and the face explodes out the other way and this sack of skin and these bone bits drop to the ground you have yeah killed the face oh, yes. wow. good job maybe so, it's not so now bad I'm <laughs> now i'm scared I, uh, I do, I do, I run up to, uh, no, no, I forgot your name. And My name's Adlin. Adlin, Adlin. <laughs> Adlin or Adelin? Adlin. Adlin. I run up to Adlin yeah. and I shove the, uh, the, the gold thing in, like, in her hands and I say, do we have it? Do we have it? And uh, and I and I pull out another arrow. Okay. I'm just gonna say I don't know, but I'll put it <laughs> in my pocket for now. <laughs> nice. The arm next to you, tap, kind of rotates towards you, almost like a a snake looming to strike, and another eyeball forms on part of it, maybe out of the elbow, kind of looking up at you. And then it rears back and it's going to take a swipe at you. That will be a 19 to hit. Does that hit you? Yes, it hits me. You take five points of slashing damage as this, oh, no. these bony protrusions suddenly like... Uh, become razor sharp out the tips of the fingers and just scrape across you. Boy. Uh, Ow, my tiny dome body. <laughs> <laughs> the other arm kind of shifts to the other side of the vine. Uh, has a lot of targets to pick from, so I'm going to roll a d4. One through four. Crit uh, is one. Marcel is four. That's a three. The arm swipes for Cygnus, who it was staring at. 
I'm unfortunately rolling hot. That is an 18 to hit. I have a, a DC, an AC of 100. No, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That, I didn't know you could have that. Okay. Like, yes, it misses. Ancient <laughs> elf shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. What was your actual AC? My AC is 15. 15? Okay. That's pretty good. That's, pretty good. Oh, that's seven, seven points of slashing damage, is it? <laughs> Rakes towards you, and Denny leaps off your neck, honking and screaming and it just sort of catches you in the shoulder, tearing down one arm. Oh, 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 I've been grievously wounded. <laughs> I, mean, I really have kind of hurt y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's almost and... a vibrato. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, at that point in time, who would like to roll a d6 for me? Someone, someone new. I'm not doing it. I'll do it. Okay. I'll You're very myself. brave, Sloops. You're very yep. brave. Get it. Kill us all. That's a three. A three. Oh, the same. <laughs> the vines all pulse, but nothing else happens. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, those of you who are standing on or near the vines, they've become more and more animate, and they're sort of... <laughs> sort of crawling earthworm style mm. looping around over your shoe or maybe around your ankle trying to hold you in place anywhere the mm. vines are has become difficult terrain uh that is I the end that. of the enemy's turn cygnus you are up wondrous uh okay cool i have never done this before i'm so fucking excited i cast wild shape and what happens Ooh. is, uh, reminder to the, the chat, Cygnus is covered head to foot in tattoos of constellations. So uh, her body becomes semi-transparent and each one of the constellations on her arms goes from an indigo to a bright, searing, cool-toned light. And I take the form of an archer, uh, one of the, the three sisters. And I take, uh, so what I can do as a bonus action, if I hit, is do 1d8 of radiant damage. So I would like to make a spell attack for uh, the cheeky, the cheeky guy that just got me. I saw that glint in your eye. At first I thought it was maybe a mutual understanding or respect. <laughs> may occur in nature, but... Uh, does a 16 hit? A 16 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Huzzah! And I said a d8, right? Mm-hmm. A d8! A d8! I'm so glad her voice is distinct. Thank you, Sloops. I do! Fuck. <laughs> what, three damage, I think? God dang it. I don't know. Okay, one d... I got a one. So what is my freaking? I'm sorry, that's the one I don't know from. That's oh, all right. Four. Okay, I do five damage. Five damage. And uh, radiant. So if it's evil or something, take that. Uh, <laughs> your blast streaks out and just melts the hand away, and there's a brief gout of this uh, bloody viscous substance, which then, like, as it's fountaining out the end of the wrist, like begins to almost uh, clot and cohere into a new shape mid-air. It's, you really hurt it, but it's it's trying to reform. 
Mm. South. Uh, I look to Denny and I say, Denny, this one isn't fucking about. Get out of here. Scooch, scooch. And I guess if I'm in my star form, it's more, scooch, Denny, scooch. And it's more like ethereal. So it's, yeah. it's weird, way more soothing. Yeah. So yeah, your your skin turns translucent. The star tattoos come to vibrant light, and in the deep shadows of her gown, you begin to see like drifting constellations, distant galaxies, and uh, then Denny goes and hops off this ethereal woman's shoulder and begins to run away. Uh, I assume Denny is taking the disengage action, so he will not provoke an opportunity attack. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> Denny runs a few steps back. Yeah, Denny can fly, so that's good. Yeah. You always, choose, to the chat, always choose a flying companion. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get out of ravines of dodge. Uh, eternal darkness. And okay. that concludes my turn, and Denny's turn. Adlin, you are up tap. You are on deck. Okay. Uh, so I am going to... Uh, so Adlin, she focuses herself, and you can see... I think Zal is the one that can see this. The amulet that she's wearing, it's a purple amulet. It starts to, to glow very powerfully um, next to you, and she is going to cast Thunderous Smite at the one uh, straight ahead. Okay. Uh, that's okay. going to be a strength saving throw. Okay, uh, I think Thunder Smite goes off when you hit with a weapon attack. So it's a bonus action to cast, no, and no, then... No. This is... Oh, is it a... oh, it is! I am so sorry, guys. No. Hey, I'm learning how to be a paladin. Exciting. No worries. So I'm going to run up to it first and stab it with my rapier. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Wait, uh, I, wait, I'm... Wait, are we, are we not allowed to say the F word? Oh, no, we're you... allowed. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I don't think there's any restrictions on that. Go, go ahead and. How does a, how does a ten? Does a Drop ten, the bomb. The ten hit. A ten. Hits. A ten. Go ahead. It and does. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so now I'm gonna roll damage, and then I will do thunderous smite. Uh, so I'll need a strength saving throw. Okay. God. All right. Damage from the rapier was four. Woo! Okay. Level two damage. And uh, <laughs> what was that uh, saving throw? That saving throw was an eight. That will fail, so you will take an additional 2d6 thunder damage. Oh, 2d6 is not shabby. Hell yeah. All right, that is seven damage. Seven more damage. Uh, you run up and you spear this uh, hand that just swept like across Tap's chest with your rapier and it just it like pokes through and the eye in the hand like turns to look at you and then <laughs> the thunder blast goes off and the whole thing just explodes like a pinata around the rapier of your sword yeah. scattering across the canyon amazing okay anything else you'd like to do on your turn Evan? no that is it okay tap you are up marcel you are on deck uh, seeing seeing what's happening, Tap, uh, he reaches for his belt and kind of spins it, like, it, it, his pants kind of, like, tug with it, uh, and he grabs uh, a small uh, wooden tube that's wrapped in, like, red fabric, 
and he's gonna point it at uh, the the gross arm thingy, <laughs> and he's gonna like pull the ribbon, and uh, a streak of red light is gonna shoot out, and uh, hopefully hit it in the side. I'm gonna cast a okay. uh, firebolt. Firebolt! Nice. Nice. Such a good spell. Uh, that's a that's a twelve. A twelve hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Dope. These are not armored vines. Thank goodness. Don't don't you dare give him ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I said nothing. Uh, five. Five. Yep. Okay. Uh, the ribbon uncurls and it, it almost like as if you are pulling the beam of fire out the front as you pull the ribbon back, they both extend at the same time and the streak of fire flies forward, just slices this arm in half, immediately cauterizing both halves of it. The top of it just kind of to the ground. You have killed the arm. Yes. But now we come to the layer's turn. Martel, roll that d6 for me. Here we go. Oh, you got chosen! Three. Yeah. Three. What? That's so weird. Okay. Nothing happens on three, right? We get healed. <laughs> I find a hundred platinum. <laughs> That's what a three is for sure. While he's doing this, I also just want to note I did smite wrongs. Oh, good, there's more. I realized I did smite wrong. The 2d6 happens regardless of the saving throw. The saving throw is whether or not I push it 10 feet away, but it gotcha. died, so it's fine. Yeah, okay. you, well, you exploded it with thunder and the bits yeah. of it flew 10 feet away. Perfect. Um, okay. But as you're celebrating the. Uh, the demise of these viney bits. <laughs> New boils form on the vines and these limbs begin to crawl forth again. Uh, three of them, three, three limbs. Uh, and as that happens from the northern end of the valley, you hear another <laughs> As you turn to look, Hey! This massive conglomeration of vines and limbs and bones. There it is. (laughs) Sort of rises up from the ground, shambling slowly, inevitably towards you, clasped within the, the veiny protrusions that form its torso and face. You see. Oh. The remains of a person, perhaps? An elf? Oh, no. No eyes, no tongue. This viney thing just... (laughs) begins to... stomp towards you, and... (gasps) You see the inhale of the... once person embedded in the midst of this. This is the sound you've been hearing. Oh no. That. Love a once person. Love a once person. Uh, that is the layer's turn. Okay. Marcel, you are up. Yeah. You are on deck. All right. Well, this has certainly startled them. 
They are going to turn to the hand that's appeared closest to them. It's within, well, you tell me, that's 10 feet. It seems to be. All right. So it emerges from the ground, and uh, Marcel has been spinning um, their weapon. And as that appears, they're immediately going to fling uh, the weapon out. Go for it. And we are going to see how that goes. So that's a plus five. Okay. And then I received And you got that bliss. Yep. So I will add that. All right. So it's 10, five. Okay, 15 plus two. Okay, so 17 is the attack. 17 is the attack? Yeah. Okay, that hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Wonderful. And then because of Kanigan's Bite, which I have cast and still concentrating on, I will get an additional D4 of poison damage. Is my understanding of that? Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so I'm rolling two D4s. Wonderful. I got a four and a three. That's pretty good. Seven, seven plus five. Um, and so that's 12. Yeah, 12 total. You swing. You alter the the angle that your um, sting blade is swinging at, so that it is horizontal, and you whip it forward and allow the long rope to curl around your neck and lean back, so it whips once more, and two quick slices appear across the arm that just falls to the ground in pieces. Uh, Marcel will look to. Sickness, uh, who I guess is still like the ethereal archer person. Um, yes, hello. Which, it's which still me, surprising. I promise. What? What? What's the? If, if it keep, if it could just pop out of the vines, what are we supposed to do? Can you? Can you investigate I, it? Uh, I was wondering. Perhaps a poison can be injected in. I did. <sighs> I detected a faint odor of poison. Any way that you could imbue it into the larger creature, it seems to be on some sort of network. Perhaps that would work? Okay, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I I lived over a thousand years old, and I have never seen anything like this in my day. But I will, I will take a hard look, and I look in the opposite. Uh, Oh, look, and I look in the right direction of the beast. Okay. Uh, on your turn, Cygnus, if you like, you may make an investigation or perception check to try and I most certainly will creature. when it is my turn. Okay. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Marcel? I'm going to run. I'm going to run so that I'm engaged with this, like, face. I'm just going to run okay. off. Um, so that's, like, what, 15 feet? Yeah. Yeah. I will engage the face so that I can't just run and... Uh, yeah, as we're, you lose a little bit of uh, speed moving over the vines because they are difficult terrain. They yeah. begin to grasp at your ankles, but it doesn't cost you enough that you can't reach the face. So, by all means, move there. Crit, you are up. Zal, you are on deck. How about it? <laughs> My kind of wave um, to Mar- Martel as they go on. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy, I'm a little torn about what to do. Um, now nah, I'm gonna stick in my support lane, so I'm gonna 
Crit's gonna hustle on over here near this vine, which may be a mistake, but I'm gonna look over at Tap and be like, hey, yo, get it together and cast Healing Word on him. Because those oh are the most healing words. <laughs> it's just like tough get love. Like, yeah. motherfucker, what's wrong with you? Why are you leaking? <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah. So you are going to get. I don't know. That's what my dad did. Uh, <laughs> you're going to get seven, seven healing. Honey? Seven. Seven am. Thank you. Wow, that's good. Um, and since that was a bonus action and I just got close enough, I'm gonna cast Sacred Flame on the big ugly one. You got that it. Guy. Uh so what happens is uh I stick my arm up in the air and I fire off like a golden mortar, basically. And that's gonna fall down and it has to make a deck save of fourteen. Otherwise, suffer more. That's a horrible failure of two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Suffer more. Where that D8 at? <laughs> uh, three. Three radiant damage. Okay. And that'll be the end of my turn. Um, Sparkling. This golden mortar sails down from the sky. Uh, and as it Right before it impacts, it turns into a vertical pillar of this golden light that looks warm, almost molten on the inside. Uh, and it, the creature isn't quite caught within it, but one of its whipping appendages is, and the light hits it, and then the whole appendage, all the way up to the creature's main body, just turns to dust and crumbles to the ground. And it has this very visceral reaction to the damage. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Crit? No, that's it. I did a lot. Okay. Zal, you are up. The creatures are up next. Okay. I will... Let's see if I can do this. Move... So I'm going to try and do, I'm going to try to move here. Uh, here I'm hurt. And I want to oh. do, yeah, you like that? I yeah, wanna I do, did. Uh, I want to do one of those no hand cartwheel flip moves over the vine. Sure, an aerial. Yeah. Go for it. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I'm, no, wait, that's not a blessed thing, right? Nah, cause it's gotta be a save or an attack okay. roll. Yeah, okay. it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Fifteen. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's just like a cartwheel, but without putting your hands down. And you were practicing those the other day, so you just <laughs> throw your legs, tumble over, land on your feet. What would you like to do? The vine has not touched you. I drop the gold thing at uh, Taps' feet. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. And I'm like, we should, is this, is this the thing? We should leave. And uh, I, let me see where that was. 5, 10, 15. I aim fire at the big guy 
the old ye old short bow. Um, okay. And that I am blessed. Sure now. That's a very good roll. That's an attack. Twenty-five. Yeah. Twenty-five damage or twenty-five? Is no, that the AC? Oh, I was like, holy cow! Go ahead and roll damage. Uh. No, this does not get sneak attack. Nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Still a great roll. Um, uh, yeah. The arrow flies and embeds its thing itself in one of this sort of vine vein creature's empty eye set, eye sockets, and there's just this constant gush of fluid. And slowly, the arrow is pushed out and drops to the ground. Oof. But you get the sense that you heard it. Then I'm going to, uh, so that was, then I'm going to move a bunch, 30. Go, I'm going to go here. Uh, cause I used my bonus action. Use your rogue. cunning action as a yes. rogue. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm going to just like back to the stone post up bow in hand and i and i and i just and i and i scream with my eyes to the group that we should okay oh i think he's happy look at him (laughs) (laughs) his eyes look so energetic uh it is now the creature's turn who has not yet rolled the d6 for me me okay do it you roll one uh another three Another three. Hey, what? <laughs> so bizarre. The vines I'm all pulse, wise. but nothing else happens. Yes! Oh, thank God. <clears throat> uh, this... Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, arm that has emerged from the vines to the western side of uh, the map uh, begins to... <laughs> pull itself along the ground, but it is attached at its base to the vine. It can't pull itself any closer to anyone, so it just sort of moves laterally as it tries to get closer to someone to attack. The face is going to make a uh, bite attack as it rears up. It suddenly inflates its teeth multiplying well beyond the proportions of what any human mouth should have. Oh, and it's going to make that. a bite attack nope. at Marcel. Don't keep any of that. Okay. That is going to be a 10 to hit. Does a 10 hit you, Marcel? No. A 10, a 10 won't do it. I have an AC of 16. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. As this toothy maw like, grows over you and then attempts to <laughs> close around you, this is not the first scary thing you've faced, and you, you know, as, as terrifying and as disgusting as this is, the, your experience takes over for long enough for you to step back, use the pieces of your armor that you've affixed to specific places to deflect the teeth that get clo- close. <laughs> you rock one of its teeth out of its mouth as you punch it back, the tooth goes flying through the air. That is the end of the creature's turn. Well, actually, this big one is going to 
take two shambling steps, enormous steps forward. Right when it would, its weight would seem like it would impact the ground, its feet split apart into the same sort of vine veins that cover the valley and soften the impact across the ground. So it's, you can hear its physical form moving, but it makes no like impact noise as it moves towards you. That's really upsetting. <laughs> you are Vine Mommy. I would like to Adrian, investigate you, are on deck. you. Vine Mommy. Vine, you want to investigate Vine Mommy? I do. Or okay. I don't know. Oh Jesus, thank thank God I get advantage because one of those was a nat one. Uh <laughs> I got, I believe, an 18. An 18. Okay. Yes, I did. Shambled <clears throat> Vine Mommy. Um, the way you have seen the divines move and regenerate, it reminds you uh, of regeneration properties you've seen on other other creatures Critters, a little yeah. bit. Um, and you saw how it reacted to being hit by fire and radiant damage. You you get the sense that you're going to have to use specific kinds of damage to pre to prevent this creature from just continuously coming for you. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it will be very difficult to stop. Did do you, as in I need to cycle through the damages or um, that specific types do damage? You, I mean, everything seems to do damage to it, but you've noticed that it basically like dissolves into dust or flakes away when it gets hit by fire or radiant damage. Okay, cool. And nothing specific for martell's poison uh marcel's poison damage martell's okay so um okay cool well uh was that my would you consider that my attack or my action or no um yeah i would say that that investigation check was your okay. act really no you were really studying this thing and going through the information that you had in your mind as a bonus action because i am in my archer form i will go ahead and roll to attack with my blurs. Go for it. Blurs. Uh... <laughs> what was it? Ocho. Eight. Ocho. Eight. Ooh, yeah. You are focusing on the... And which creature were you firing at? Uh, Vine Mommy. Vine Mommy? So <laughs> you're focusing on the anatomy of Vine Mommy, and, and you, you, you just sort of get drawn into how the the tentacles and the remains of this body are interacting the body almost like trying to push its way out and the vines sort of wrapping around it and constantly pulling it back in and you and you notice as the vines part at one point this red beating heart almost glowing at the center of vine mommy that goes boom, boom. Boom, boom. and you're staring at it almost in amazement as you let the bolt fly and it hits. I like 80 Go ahead and roll damage. Oh, what? I hit with a... Yes! Nice, nice. Styling. Okay, plus four. Ooh! I do 10 radiant damage as I kind of just like... You hear like a bang, like a twang, like a yeah. whispery twang as the archer form. I let loose a little, nice little, little arrow. And bang. I kind of wink to Zal 
if I can see him. <laughs> you you Me can. Too. He's you staring can. intensely at you with panic face. So yeah, you know, and you're like <laughs> <laughs> trying to set him at ease, and then this bolt of light flies from your partially invisible form, which is also obviously very comforting, and yeah, totally. shoots like over his shoulder and yeah. impacts this vine creature near to its heart area and it <gasps> screams again as sort of extremities turn to dust and crumple to the ground. Uh, as I le like let the loose, uh, let the arrow loose, there's a heart beating deep within. Go for it. You'll get it. That was okay. a very poignant pump-up speech. Thank you. I appreciate the right. <laughs> <laughs> It takes heart to get a heart, crit. I saw that movie once. What was yeah. that? The lion and the, and the metal dude. You, you know what? You got something going on. Yeah. Movies. That's what right. Is this? This yeah, the Wizard of Mulhausen Row. I believe it was called. Uh, the Wizard uh, of Any anything you would like Denny to do? It's uh, not. No, I'm I'm scared. I, I don't know if Denny has plot armor yet, so he's gonna fuck off. Denny, Please Denny continue to fire fuck off. off. Uh, in in your uh, extra section, I believe on your character sheet, Cygnus, I have added a stat block for Denny and the yes. things Denny can do. He does. He can bite. Um, all right, fuck it. Uh, Denny, let's. Okay. Honk 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 honk. honk. How are you feeling, my dear? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to kill. I feel ready to kill. Yep. I have no idea what you're day. saying, but I'm going to presume so. you feel you feel hot. You feel feisty. Denny runs hot. Yeah. Uh, Denny gets a 21 to hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Denny's been hovering like 15 feet off of the ground, and as soon as uh, he gets the go-ahead, it's just like... um. Like a velociraptor attack from uh, oh, Jurassic Park. He just sort of yes. drives out of the sky on this horrible face. Nice. I mean, Denny is equally horrifying to the face monster. His tongue has teeth on it, so he's just tearing into this thing. Pretty terrifying. Denny does a respectable three piercing damage. Three piercing damage. He bites off as much of this face monster as he can chew, so much. which no is not kissing. quite all. More biting, Denny! So <laughs> There's just a horrible raucous of honks and gouts of vine what blood. Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> that's my nightmare, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, Crit, you get to witness your nightmare. Congratulations. Because <laughs> you're right up on it. And uh, if Denny has any movement... Oh, wait, no. If he leaves, he'll provoke an attack of opportunity, right? Okay, so he'll just stay there. It's fine. Okay. You, you'll healing word my 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 darling sidekick, will you, Crit? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Adlin, it is your turn. Tap, yes. you are on deck. Uh, hearing Cygnus uh, yell about going for the big one's heart, I'm going to uh, just take one step forward and cast Toll the Dead oh. on uh, the big one. So okay. you, uh, that one has to make a wisdom saving throw. <clears throat> what is the DC on your wisdom saving throw? A 14. A 14? Yeah. I rolled an 11. Yes! This creature yes. has 
a minus two on its wisdom. And it is it has taken damage, so I get to roll a D twelve instead you of You get to roll a D twelve. What does it look like when you cast Toll the Dead? Oh my goodness. I oh I don't even I haven't even thought about this. Gosh. So I think I think it's less of anything you see, but I think well I think you kind of see almost like a ripple of earth come out uh from from her amulet and it just it just shakes a little bit kind of like a bell on right over on. the uh, over the vine mommy just okay. a, just a uh and again a whopping three points of necrotic Woo! damage <laughs> all three it yeah, all it all counts uh the, this ripple of sand and earth you can sort of see it um, like, you know, the evidence that a, a worm thing is there in Tremors as it moves across the ground and then kind of shakes up the body of the Vian monster. I don't want to hear that. I don't want you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tremors Vian monster? Yeah, I mean, there are uh, things. Don't you worry, there are things. <laughs> and I'm just double-checking my bonus actions, but I think that's my whole turn. Okay. Yes, it is. That's All it. right. We're going to complete this round of combat, and if combat has not ended, we will take a break, and then we'll go, okay. come back into this. All right. Um, tap, you are up. Marcel, you are on deck. So, tap, Tap's a little, a little thrown aback by uh, this this gross fucking vine thing. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. um, he's, he, he's, he's, he's like tied up by this vine on his foot, and he's like, he's really starting to question uh, what the fuck he's doing outside of the goddamn... <laughs> Port wall. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bend down and and, and grab the the golden thing, um, and kind of like take a take a step back. Okay. A step two. Um, he's gonna pull out another one of those uh, like cardboard rods, um, and without really like looking, he's just gonna pull the ribbon and just cast firebolt again. Okay. Uh, targeting which creature? Uh, the the vine mommy. You got it. Yes. <laughs> it's a thing. Vine it's, mommy's a thing. It's a thing now. <laughs> it's stuck. First villain of Knights of the Bantam, Vine Mommy. Thank you. Vine mommy. <laughs> also, wait. Uh, so top is it like a Roman candle? I don't know what that is. It's oh okay. Never mind. Bye. That makes okay. a lot of sense. Okay. Bye. <laughs> um, seventeen. Hit. 17 hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay. Uh, seven. Seven points of damage. This uh, red beam and where it contacts the vine monster, these licking flames begin to form uh, almost within its flesh and you try and scrape it across to target the heart, which you now see. You don't quite reach, uh, but bits of it crumble away and the and the where you've burned it the blood does not gout forth you've cauterized the wound so so it just stays dead um fire and you have this this small amulet in your hand there's a tiny dawn fire stone in the middle and some gears clicking around it if you like you can make a arcana check uh to see if you think that's this will suffice. Cool. Didn't know if I could do both of those on the same turn. That Whatever is... The DM says. <laughs> 23. 23. Holy cow. That uh, is very good. At, at a glance, no, this is a minor 
minor marble. Oh, dang it! Got a little Dawnfire power source and appears to have like some clockwork powered enchantment on it. Not the sort of thing you could put in an artifact engine to make it run. Gonna put that in my pocket. Yep. Trinkets and baubles. Um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tess probably more concerned about the artifact in his hand than he is about um fine mommy so he's just probably just gonna kind of curl back behind the group and wait okay anything else you'd like to do on your turn tap no i'm good okay marcel you are up crit you are on deck all right so uh i marcel is gonna continue the way i kind of visualize the scene has been for marcel is that They've gotten attacked by this giant face. They've been deflecting teeth and knocking them left and right. And then a goose kind of just like dives down and smashes into this monster. So Marcel's just going to do another basic attack, um, attempting to, uh, you know, end this uh, face's existence, trying to split it down the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does Bless last... Oh, I'm sorry. At the end of Tap's turn, I almost forgot a layer action. Who's not rolled a d6 for me yet? Oh, dear. I have not rolled a d6. Okay, Adlin, go ahead. Three. Come on, that's my lucky number. Get it. It's a three. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to move my camera. I'm not going to risk it, but it's right there, I promise. Three team three. Team this three. puts a lot of pressure on me if yeah. I have to roll. <laughs> hey, Chris, you've got one job to do, buddy. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> three, damn it! <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna assume that I'm still blessed. We've so oh, we've it, got it new lasts stuff. for one minute. We've got new yeah. stuff. Guess who just rolled a natural 20? Congratulations! How fun. Okay, cool. So uh, I'm gonna assume that hits and I'm gonna assume that I get a little extra damage, like maybe two d4s instead of or wait no. Yeah, you may you may double all the dice you roll. So either you may choose to either roll one set of dice and double the numbers you see on the faces, or you may literally roll twice as many dice as you Yeah, can. I'm gonna roll twice as many. That's <clears throat> fun. Okay, cool. So, I received a two and a six, or four, so it's six. Uh, and then for the poison damage from Keenigan's bite, I received seven total. Okay. You obliterate this thing. Would you like to describe it for us? Sure. So I see the goose like fly down into it and then back up and I'm I'm inspired by Denny's uh you know just like bloodlust. And I I uh I roll I roll like my shoulder back and I uh get the um blade at like the perfect angle and just smash it down so that it catches like kind of the forehead part that's sipping like peeking out of the ground and then rips all the way down the middle and just rips this thing like right in half and just yeah. spews blood all over the place and Split that it, thing. It, it rips in half and and this this geyser of blood sprays like 90 degrees starting pointing away from you and up into the air this this fountain as this this now draining empty pocket of vine flesh slips to the ground 
and it settles for a moment, and you're like, wait, is it not dead? Because it's still moving. And then it peels back, and Denny is standing there inside of the remaining carcass, just, like, <laughs> coated in yeah. viscera, just, like, cocking his head and, and looking oh up God. at you. Oh, it's been defaced! Wonderful! Good job! Uh. <laughs> I'm actually wondering at that image of this goose just inside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Marcel, anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, I'm going to yell, get the hell out of there, Denny. That's my turn. Okay. <laughs> Classic Denny. Crit, you are up. Zal, you are on deck. Um, I see the... Debauch- I see the like butchery happen next to me, and I'm wildly impressed. Um, <laughs> I haven't been around this many people that can handle themselves like this in the dark, so I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> this is great. Um, so I'm like, all right, same second verse, same as the first, and I throw another mortar up. So it's got a vine mom has got to make a DC a dex saving throw of 14. <laughs> Vine, Vine mommy. mommy, that was a fell off the table. Vine Mommy is terrible at dexterity saving throws. That Good is to a know. Good to three. Know. Uh, yeah, I had a feeling from all that shambling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna look like the most uh, limber creature I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four points of radiant damage. Four points of radiant damage. Got that light bomb on him. The pillar, the this moat of golden light sails through the air, and then the pillar goes off again, uh, burning away more of the viney mass. And um, yeah, you you would say that like there's just this this trail of like ash and gore behind the creature as it has stalked towards you from the moment you saw it and started firing at it. It's it's looking rough. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Crit? Um, I turn Adlin, I'm like, watch my back. And that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Zal, you are up. The creatures are on deck. I will uh, attempt to hide from Vine Mother. Okay. <laughs> Boo! Boo! <laughs> I will you know hide how to say from it. mother. Yeah. Hide, <laughs> mother. Saul's a good boy. Find, find, He's a good proper boy. My mother will be angry with find me. Mother. Awesome yeah. to anger mother. Just an anger mother. <laughs> oh, that's a shit ass roll. That's only an eighteen. To hide. To hide, yeah. Okay. Good. You, you think you're hidden? You're, I mean, it's tough to tell if this sort of like ambiently present vine monster is sees you or doesn't. You know, it's true. It's true. It's a classic, classic shenanigans. Uh, so then, um, feeling okay about where I'm at, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one of those rolls. Can I, if I roll to here? Can mm-hmm. I see Vine Mommy? Yes, you can. Uh, then I want to pop out. Bam. Okay. Uh, hit her with the arrow. Um, As you we'll roll see. away, yeah. uh, this Bring it. limb that grew from a vine nearby, I was uh, not aware of it. which you may not have noticed, 
No. Swipes for you as you roll yeah. away. That will be a 15 to hit. That happens to be my armor class. You take five points of slashing damage. You dive and this arm uh, reaches out, attempts to grab your ankle and hold you back and just drags these bony protrusions, fingernail-like, down your leg as you tumble away. Feel great about that. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and make that attack. Okay. Am I seen or unseen? You are seen. Sweet. Then I will not do that. Then that is, oh no, only a, where's my attack? 13, although this has shitty AC. Yeah, it has terrible AC, 13 hits. Uh, As you roll around the corner though, the human part of it is like, gazing eyelessly towards you and extends a hand. It's like, how the wise. Uh, and you fire at it. Yeah, that makes a little too much sense to me. So, <laughs> yeah, okay with it. I assume I do not get sneak attack. No. Okay. Then that it's is... <laughs> it's talking to me. I don't get sneak attack. Uh, six points <laughs> of damage. Okay. Uh... Yeah, you just kind of, your leg hurts and you land uh, not perfectly and you kind of lean back and let the arrow fly and it just slices through a piece of it. Not the most damage you've ever done, but you definitely connected. Okay, and then I'm going to... That was 10 feet. So, let me see here. I used my cunning action, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna regroup, and uh, that's my turn. Okay. You dart backwards, limping slightly from the wound in your leg. It is now the creature's turn. Cygnus, you are on deck. And after Cygnus's turn, we will yeah, take a quick break. Um, first, uh, someone, Chris, who has not yet rolled a d6, roll a d6 for me. No pressure, you've got this. Oh my god. A lot of pressure. The pressure to lie and say I rolled a three is like really strong. I mean, it did come the last time anyway, though. I feel the opposite. You rolled a one? (laughs) We don't know, though, right? We have no idea what that means, right? The vines shiver. Nothing happens. Are you cold? Are you cold, my dears? Don't talk to, don't engage the vines. <laughs> <laughs> don't. The vines are don't humanize the vines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they partially yeah. human. Uh, no, not anymore. With its, <laughs> that one looks like a face. It does. With its weird, lumbering, silent gait, the creature moves inevitably further towards you. Uh, this arm continues to swipe and crawl back and forth, but it has reached the extent of the vines that it is attached to. It can move no closer to you, even as it crawls against the gravel. This arm that has risen up behind Marcel is going to take a swipe ah. at them. That's an eight to hit. Does an eight hit you, Marcel? No, that uh, would do it. This one you don't necessarily see coming, but you've constructed your armor carefully to guard against unseen attackers and you feel an impact on your back but the bone spurs can't penetrate the steel even as patchwork as it is 
the face over here kind of coils its tongue up and it is going to spit forth this glob of viscous red fluid towards you, Cygnus. You're pretty neat, but not right now. <laughs> that's a 15. Fuck okay. me. Yeah, that's my AC. That's your AC? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm low, y'all. That is three points of necrotic okay. damage as this blood <laughs> scatters across you. You feel the magic, the life, this thing that's been a part of you for so long just suddenly drained. Someone please heal me. I'm at three points. I feel more dead than I've... Uh, not saying this because I'm old, but I feel a little deadly right now. Yep. <laughs> that Hello. is the end of the creature's turn. Cygnus, you are up. You are cheeky. Yes, you are. I will deal with you later. And I look over to the, the spitter, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm gonna mosey a little over out of there. Hopefully they're range. Okay. And one hey. and two. What's up? Quick point with you're in a, you're in a form, right? As a druid. Don't you assume yeah. the health pool of that form? I don't uh, wait, think that's what? how story form works. That's not how story form works. No. Yeah. So I have like a healing form, I have a damage form, and then I have like a concentration form. And I took the damage one for that's... my first go. So yeah, that's maybe next cool. time I'll take that. That is cool. One. That's different. Uh -huh. Yeah. Starry yeah, druids are from Tasha's. They're really neat. And they get uh, powers as bonus actions when they transform rather than uh, like beast powers and a, and a hit point pool on top. Yeah, it's kind of okay. like, I really like the spores druid too. They get like a spores attack as a bonus action. So I chose this one because it gets something similar. So uh, I'm going to say, I look over the one, cheeky, cheeky, facey little cheeky. And I look to vine mommy and I'm going to attack. Wait, I'm going to do a guiding bolt, which I get two, no spell slots per my, I get, 10? 10 hits. You're also blessed. Uh, oh, yes. No, I, I rolled a 1 on my bless. Oh so. my god. Yeah, unfortunate. So, I do... Shit, I don't have my d6 out. Sorry, as I scramby. I think I do... God, I'm just pouring dice everywhere. <laughs> okay, I'm doing 4d6. Oh! Okay, so I do 10. I do 20 fucking damage. Damn! Yes. Um, Very good. Yeah, yeah I you... rolled a six, a four, and two fives. Good. Uh, as you look towards the vine monster and extend your hand uh, and let this starry arrow fly that you pour all your will and power and anger into it, the, the bolt grows in size and streaks towards its heart, and you think it's going to strike it directly in the heart. And at the last minute, the vines kind of, like, react, yanking up the human portion so that the bolt blasts this remains in the face, and this coruscating, softly glowing energy begins to envelop the entire creature. The next attack against this creature will have advantage. 
Thanks. Yeah. I am gonna do my bonus action then. Okay. Do it. That's right, mofos. I'm gonna get that arrow out. Okay. Does an 18 hit? It hits. That's right. And I'm gonna do a D8. Okay. Okie dokie. Artichokey. Okay, do five plus. I believe I've done this every turn and I haven't remembered yet. So one day I do nine damage. That's nine. right. Nine that was damage. a tremendous Drawing. amount of damage in one turn for yeah. a level two character. That was pretty impressive. Uh, anything Denny would like to do this turn? Standing in just in the puddle of the remains of this <laughs> vine Flashing case. Around. Denny will have to have bath time later. But, oh, no, I don't have any heals. I can't, my boy, my boy. Uh, I don't think Denny's gonna listen to me, honestly. If I'm gonna like truly RP my, my goose, I think, okay, actually, how is Vine Mommy looking before I? Uh, the Vine Mommy looks quite deflated. Um, chunks of this huge um, writhing mass have been burned off and it and it, it's looking almost skeletal compared to how it did when you first saw it. Quite, quite bad. Okay. Uh, mm. No, no, no. I can't have Denny go there. I'm sorry. Denny! Denny, just keep playing in the blood. I know it's one of your many hobbies. <laughs> and uh, I will conclude my turn. I'm sorry. Uh, it took me a second there. Denny's like, cool, and dips his beak in yeah. the blood and then just begins doing the, like, the bird arm feather cleaning thing, but just rubbing yeah. more blood yeah. onto himself. <laughs> uh, Chaotic evil. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Yeah. I don't know which animal is more upsetting. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Cat is deeply disturbed by this goose playing, <laughs> playing in the Like, hands down, dude. <laughs> also, I'm like, yeah, that feels like that's what a goose would do. Yeah. <laughs> that feels right. Yeah. It really does. These, they're ordinary murder birds. It's been um, an age. <laughs> they're, they're mostly dinosaur. Okay. Uh, with that, we have concluded a complete round of combat. We are going to take a, a break, five to ten minutes. We will come back and then jump back into this combat at the top of the order with Adlin. Thanks for sticking Woo! with us. We'll see you soon. <laughs>